Hey guys, welcome to Carol's Coffee House, a place where Catholic singles in their 20s and 30s can grow in community and deepen their spiritual life. I'm Maura. I'm Sarah. Grab your favorite cup of coffee. Or tea. And let's get started. Hey, how, how is everybody doing? So I actually ran out of tea already, but I do still have water. Sarah, how are you doing? I'm doing good. It's been a while. It has. It's been a, it's been a long time. We've, we've taken a little break from recording for a little bit. So, but it's good to be back. Good yeah. to see you. Yeah. Well, the last time we recorded that same day, my grandma died. So yeah, we, uh, there was a little break and then there was an illness that happened after that just like oh, you have like different stuff and we just had to troubleshoot a whole bunch of technology problems oh I know yeah hopefully this goes well my microphone is not working Mora's computer has been she's using she's not using her own computer so we had to figure out those little glitches too so it's just been really interesting to try and figure all the technical stuff out so <laughs> Hopefully, hopefully we can produce something that's yeah mostly normal from what we usually do. So <laughs> yeah, so we're in the third week of Advent. It's true. Today, as we were recording, it's it's Gaudete. How do you say yeah. that? Yeah, and the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And the Feast of Our Lady of Guadalupe. Hey Mary, we love you. We do. We do mm-hmm. love you. They had a beautiful display in church this morning where they had a, a picture, a portrait of Our Lady of Guadalupe. And then just like around her, there's so many roses of all colors. It was just like this beautiful garden almost of roses just surrounding. So it was really, it smelled amazing. <laughs> all the roses and then Father used incense. It's fantastic. <laughs> so good that's so nice I don't really remember what mass was like I was crying during it oh I help a family uh they take turns the mom canters and the dad plays organ and so they take they take turns either one plays organ while the other they have three very young children and uh, this is a family that I help out on Sundays because while one's doing the music for mass, the other has to try and wrangle three young children, which is a challenge. And so I sit with them when, uh, I asked them one time if I could help them with their kids and just yeah. like try to be there to help them hold a baby or, so I'm not really sure what mass was about today either. <laughs> I was distracted by, by the little kids. They did, they did pretty good today. This was a good, this was a good week. They were very well behaved. That's awesome. That is so awesome. Mm-hmm. Joe and I were at a Christmas party last night. Ooh, how was that? It was good. His best friend was hosting it with his wife. They're great. Then towards the end, there was a very few of us left. And I was telling them like, just like different stories of um, like Joe and I's friendship and like different times when before Joe asked me out that I tried to flirt with him that he totally did not pick up on. And I was like, oh, like he sent me some meme about apples. Oh, that was totally like, it was like a meme about like flirting. Like people that are bad at flirting be like, hey, how many apples did you have you eaten? <laughs> <laughs> and um, it was like making fun of people that are bad at flirting. 
I'm like, that would actually probably work on me <laughs> because I love that. <laughs> and I was telling him, so I'm like, yeah. So then I was trying to like tell him like, like, oh, we should like go like check out apple orchards. And he was like, sent me like a Wikipedia link of all the apple orchards <laughs> around us. Oh, wow. Then I was like, yeah, we should like make it like a day of it going and like tasting the different apples from the different orchards he's like okay and like he like did not take the bait at all like he did not understand what I was trying to do Mm -hmm. and so he just like thinks that this is hilarious he's like wow I really did not (laughs) pick up on this and it all works out because we're dating at this point (laughs) oh wow yeah the only apple orchard that I've been to this fall was the one that we visited when we, oh, yeah, when we that, went to see Nick. Oh, yeah, that was so cool. Mm-hmm. It was walking hey, distance Nick. from his house. <laughs> Nick, we really liked your apple orchard. All those, those were good apples, too, man. They were good. Oh, my gosh, Sarah made some really good apple crisp. It, you know what? It ended up being really good. I'm actually really impressed because I just kind of... <laughs> I'm one of those annoying cooks that doesn't use measurements sometimes. Like I have like a base recipe, but I just kind of also go by ear a little bit yeah, in a sense. And so I just kind of eyeballed a <laughs> lot of the stuff. And especially we used a special, was it dairy-free butter? Yeah. We used a special dairy-free butter from Mora. And uh, I wasn't sure. I never cooked with it before, so I wasn't sure how it would end up. And it was actually really good. Uh, and I remember sitting down and tasting it and going like, this is really good. But I'm also a little bit mad because like, I didn't measure. I didn't follow. <laughs> I will never be able to recreate this exact apple crisp. And it's so good. This is literally a once in a lifetime apple crisp. It was pretty tasty. You and Joe had the cutest friendship that weekend. We did. We seriously bonded over coffee. It's fantastic. (laughs) It's so funny. I like Joe. I'm a fan of Barista Joe. (laughs) Everybody needs to be friends with Barista Joe. Everyone that's met him so far is like, that's a cool dude. And I'm like, well, I'm pretty cool. He's beating me, so that makes mm. sense it's a great you guys are a great couple, <laughs> I'm, a couple. I'm a big fan <laughs> oh no but um, it's so funny because um then peter met him and peter really likes him like and joe's like peter's my friend i'm like well then i get sarah <laughs> that's awesome that's right I yeah he met I I knew like when I when I heard that Peter was going to be staying with Joe at his house I was like oh they're going to get along just fine yeah they got along really well mm-hmm. and then he wants he wants Nick to visit us and he wants to send me away on like some weekend thing so that he can have Nick all to himself so he can just hang out with Nick yeah, I want Nick to come here and you can be somewhere else and I'll like have Nick for the entire weekend. I'm like, excuse me. Wait. <laughs> That's awesome. It makes it very easy. Because mm-hmm. then I um I get along with his friends pretty well too. So mm-hmm. and we get along with each other's families pretty well. So it's pretty smooth sailing at this point. But Christmas, the holidays are just stressful figuring out 
what to do. Do I want to see anybody? My grandma just died. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just uh, it's a big, weird blondness, but it's also exciting because it's our first Christmas together. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that might be a good segue into our topic for today, yeah. actually, Definitely. which is which is going to be all about Advent and preparing for the beautiful Christmas season. So before we get into that, let's, let's jump in and start with an espresso shot. Yeah. And so this espresso shot comes from St. Ambrose of Milan. And he says, open wide your door to the one who comes. Open your soul, throw open the depths of your heart to see the riches of simplicity, the treasures of peace, the sweetness of grace. Open your heart and run to meet the sun of eternal light that illuminates all men. That quote, wow. Also, uh, sun, open your heart and run to meet the sun of eternal light that illuminates all men. It's sun, like the sun in the sky, not the sun of God. So the sun of eternal light that illuminates all men. I really like this throw open, throw open, open your soul, open wide your door to the one who comes, open the depths of your heart. Yeah. And not just like open it a crack, like throw open the depths of your heart. Yeah. Of simplicity. I love that. The riches of simplicity. That is something that I have felt a lot in the last few years going home for, for Christmas the riches of simplicity. Every year it's harder and harder for me to make a Christmas list because I just, and I don't know if this is me being away from home for as long as I have been, but like this year, especially I would, all I want is to be home. I literally just want to be with my family. That's all I want. I'm going to get emotional. Um, Oh, the like talk about like want is for you to be home for Christmas. Yeah, like the riches of simplicity, just to be home and comfortable with my family. That's all I want. That's really all I want. And I think that's you know, it's nice to get gifts. I don't know. Sometimes Christmas stresses me out because I'm not a good gift giver. <laughs> Christmas shopping really stresses me out. And so I can, I, I am somebody who really appreciates the riches of simplicity, the treasures of peace, the sweetness of grace. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when you think about you know, Christ, baby Jesus, the son of God born in the stable, like you don't get much simpler than that. <laughs> no, <laughs> it wasn't even, like it wasn't even a home. It was a house. It's a home for animals. It's a barn. Yeah. Yeah, and I just think about like making room for Jesus to be born and be brought yes. in. Mm-hmm. And because in making room, you are also making room for more love. Mm-hmm. Open your heart and run. Don't walk, run. <laughs> Do not walk, run. <laughs> <laughs> run to meet the sun of eternal light that illuminates all men. Yeah. Yeah, seriously. I I I love I love Advent. I love Advent. And 
like uh, I grew up doing Advent wreath, singing O Come O Come Emmanuel with it, and like lighting the candle, blowing it out, doing the readings. And um, I don't do it as often anymore. My sister makes sure we do it every day, but I'm not always like really tuned in. But I love O Come O Come Emmanuel. I love that song. <laughs> and um, <clears throat> but something interesting is like so Joe and I we are now reading the daily gospels together a part of our yeah. daily prayer. And it's so cool to be doing that with your partner and like kind of like, re- and then taking that time to be like reflect or to be confused. Like, what does this mean? Or be like, and then like the emphasis on different points, like the other day it was talking about how the son of man came and you called him a glutton and a drunkard. And we're like, this is very interesting mm-hmm. that people will call the son of like the son of God, this when he had no sin, this says, so he spent time with sinners, but he did not sin himself and the people he spent time with knew he didn't sin. Mm -hmm. But this also says something about his personality that he was fun to be around. He was probably Mm -hmm. very joyful and laughed easily and was very easy to talk to. Yeah. Yeah. When we growing up, we always did an advent wreath before dinner, we always lit the candle and we sang, Oh, come, come Emmanuel. And then my dad had a, he would always read. He had a little booklet for every day of advent. There was a a reading that you could do. It's like a short prayer. And then we lit the candle and then we would say the before meal prayer. And as a kid, I didn't really appreciate it that much because I was like, I'm hungry. Yeah. And, (laughs) and this is taking longer. But we did, we have done that. They still do that. You know, even though they don't have any kids at home anymore, they still do that together as a married couple. There's something about that tradition and just like really recognizing that this is a holy, yeah, holy season. And we are preparing like, um, that I remember that as far as, as long as I can remember, we've always done that as a family. So, yeah, it's so nice to have those family traditions. And then it's like, but like, we're also like in a weird place where like, we're not, like you're, you don't live with your family. So yeah. like, you don't get to do that with them, but you still grew up with that tradition. And there's that, like those fond memories. And like, I think you'd desire to like, maybe like keep those, those traditions going and like do that with your own family. If you, if you're blessed with one someday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so, yeah, today we just wanted to talk about Advent and what the season really means. Mm-hmm. And how, because I don't know, sometimes Advent, like Lent is a very heavy preparation season, right? Mm -hmm. Like you have things, official things that you do, like it's a, it's a season of penitence. You offer up sacrifices. It's, you know, a season of fasting. There are very clear things that you do for Lent to prepare for Easter, but Advent, I believe I think it means or translate it. It means like a little Lent. I think somewhere I read that if it's like a little Lent and, I it, but I can't right now. Yeah, it's okay. It's all good. I oh, know you can't, <laughs> uh, it's a little Lent, but Advent, I think the actual definition of Advent is it's, just, it's a time or a season of holy, joyful preparation for the coming of Christ. Yeah. Um, 
it is a season of waiting. You know, you're waiting for Christ to come, but yes. it's devout. And, and for any mothers out there, you know about that season of waiting. Anyone that's pregnant, anyone that's mom, you know about that season of waiting. Exactly. Exactly. And, but it's like this hopeful, joyful preparation. It's a happy sort of season. I know sometimes people do, we, we did that when I was, when I was growing up, like do a little, a small sacrifice, not like Lent, but, um, I didn't realize until I was a grown up <laughs> that people don't always give up something for Advent. They don't always sacrifice. I never did that. I didn't know about that. Some people do because it makes like, once you can have the thing, whatever you've sacrificed, once you can have it again at Christmas, it's just like, it's joyful, right? Exactly like Easter. Um, when you sacrifice something for 40 days and then you can have it again, it's just like, it's joyful, right? And so that's yeah. kind of the same thing. But um, it's all about preparing for the coming of Christ. More so to prepare your hearts for the coming of Christ. I think about the times before Jesus was born where and you, gosh, you hear, you hear Bible verses about this, like the world in darkness has seen a great light, you know? And at that time, like before Jesus was born, the world didn't really have any hope. They knew, they knew that something someday the Messiah would come, right? There was going to be a savior sometime in the future, but there wasn't, you know, there wasn't really anything concrete. So everyone was just kind of waiting for that to happen. It's kind of in a sense, like a time of darkness and just waiting, you know, because you didn't, but there's that, that underlying sense of hope, you know, to wait. Um, I think a lot about Simeon in the Bible, you know, Simeon who met the Christ child when he was born, after he was born, and Mary and Joseph brought him to the temple, and Simeon, who had waited his whole life, I love the, I love the prayer of Simeon in, um, you pray it after, at the end of night prayer. Now let your servant go in peace. Your word has been fulfilled. My own eyes have seen the salvation. Wow. And like he was an old man, you know, waited his whole life and had hope his whole life. And then he sees the Christ child. He's like, now I'm done. Take me now, Lord. I'm ready. <laughs> <laughs> Like, this is it. This is, we, we did it. I got it. I did it. <laughs> that reminds um, me of a tweet I saw recently about someone who had been to confession. They had been in a long line for confession and yeah. then they received communion and then they had to wait in a long line for the bathroom. And they were like, if I die from a full bladder, at least I have, I'm in a state of grace and I received communion and I can die. And then they're like, you know what? I didn't die, but like, God. they're like, yeah, I didn't die. But it's like, oh. I'm in a state of grace and I haven't died yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Those thoughts of like, once you're in a state of grace again and you're like, okay, I got grace. I got communion. Like, okay, God, that was a pretty good time. If you want to do that. It's like, not, not in a bad way, but Lord, if you have to take me, now's a really, really good time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do it now before I mess up. <laughs> yeah, I was telling Joe about that. He thought it was if you must. Yeah. It means that God is like, it's not the time yet. It's not the time. <sighs> and I'm like, but sometimes you kind of hope a little bit, like, hey, you could spare me from any more sinning by just taking me now. <laughs> I'm clean. Yeah. 
this is not to advocate for like doing anything that's wrong. It just right, right, right. Hey, okay. But it's like I am predisposed to mess up. That's just gonna happen because I'm human. But (laughs) it would be really convenient. (laughs) I gotta go. I'm just saying, I'm prime. I'm ready. (laughs) But I think that's another is during Advent is to like frequent the confessional, maybe just to like prepare your heart for God's coming. Like make room and like, like kind of be like Mary, like full of grace. There's no room for sin there. Right. Full of grace. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. I was telling Joe that I'm like, oh yeah, it's, she's full of grace. So there's no room for sin. He's like, oh, I'd never heard that before. Mm -hmm. And he hadn't heard it like that before. Like where there was, it means that there's no room for sin. Exactly. Yeah. And there are things that you can do to prepare, you know, yourself. I don't know. I've heard it said too, that Advent is a, is a short season as far as like time goes, like it's a very specific part of the year where you're preparing yeah. for the coming of Jesus. But it's also like an example of how we should live our lives for the coming of the second, for the second coming of Jesus. Right. Like with hope. Yeah. Cause that will happen someday. Um, you know, That's like and a joyful waiting. Like, it's not like a, oh, I'm waiting. I'm still waiting. It's, it's a joyful waiting for new life and light. Yes. You're not just like sitting and waiting. Right. Like it's a, it's a, it's like, nesting. A, yes, it's very, it's a, it's an active, active. proactive waiting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a yeah. proactive waiting where you're also getting ready. Like, I don't know, for example, if you have someone who's going to come and stay at your house, yeah, you don't start getting ready for the house guest when they show up. No. Like, well, right? some people do. <laughs> well, some people do, but like, that's kind of weird though, right? You know, why. like when you, right. When they get to the door and you're like, come in. Oh, I bet you would like new sheets on the bed that you're going to sleep in. Huh? I guess I better do that. And you probably want clean towels too. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. And maybe I should dust the shelves and like vacuum in there. Cause I haven't done that since my last house guest. Like, yeah, you don't do that. Right. When you have a house guest coming to stay, you get it ready for them. Yeah. You're, there's like an excitement because you're like, oh, yeah, so my friend is coming to see me. Like you're going to get the house ready. You're going to buy some good snacks. You're going to get the room ready so that they have a nice place to stay when they get there, oh. when they get there. And kind of like, I don't know, sometimes I think like maybe you've thought about this, too. I don't know. But have you ever thought about like what, what would happen? If one day, one random day, tomorrow, let's say tomorrow, there were reports coming in of, oh, Jesus, Jesus is here. Jesus has come. Uh, what would you do? Like, what would be, <laughs> right, exactly. And I would too. And that's the thing is like, <laughs> I feel like you could, yes, go to confession also. The confession line is going to be two miles long. I know. Because everybody's going to go before they. I'd be like, excuse me, can I please see you in five minutes for confession? Right. Like, if you have a priest on speed dial, now's the time to cash that perk in because. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Yes, let's go see Jesus. You know, if he's here, I feel like Jesus just showed up and, like, is out of place. Like, I'd want to go to confession first before I go see him. 
um, because you want to get like you want to be ready to see him, right? I and, also might pull up my best clothes for him. Right? Prepare yourself. Yeah. Jesus is merciful, you know, and he he will take us as we are, but why wouldn't you want to be at your best for when he comes? Right. You know, why wouldn't you want to be just like ready to go? Like when he comes, like our espresso shot said, you know, run to him, run yeah. to the sun who illuminates all men. And so it's all about this. I'm so this excited joyful. for Christmas. Yeah. Well, and that's like something that's really, I love the holiday season. I love the Christmas season as far as like the music and kind of like the bustle of yeah. all of, you know, like the Christmas parties, but sometimes it gets to be so much. And we spend, it's almost like some people spend the preparation season as the celebration. Yeah. So they start celebrating early and I'm all like, I don't know, I'm all for that, but I feel like sometimes people try to make Christmas this like production where it's like stressful and like the traditions that you have. And those are all good things that make it special. But I, I just, I feel like if you get to Christmas and you're tired of Christmas by the time Christmas actually rolls around, you didn't do it right right there was, there was maybe too I much. bought all my gifts before advent began right yeah I think there's a lot of joy in preparing for Christmas like and getting you know like yes put up decorations mm-hmm. listen to Christmas music if that's if that's what makes you joyful if that's what yeah moves. light the candles yeah watch the movies but I don't know like so for me I try to hold back on like classic Christmas movies until I go home because then that's something that we love to do as a family. We love to watch like classic Christmas movies. And, but if I'm like, you know, like for there, if I'm there and I'm like, Oh yeah, but I already watched this one this year. So I don't really need to see it again. I'll never get tired of them, but it's kind of like, Oh, but I already did this. And so (laughs) Um, I try to say that for, when I'm actually with my family and it's like, it's special, yeah. it's meaningful. I honestly want to drive by Christmas lights. I want to listen to Christmas music mm-hmm. and I want to watch Christmas movies. And uh, this is the first year I really bought people gifts. Mm-hmm. So I actually took advantage of black Friday sales mm-hmm. and I was, uh, and then I picked up a few other things, but I finished everything a couple weeks ago, but I really, I got like a bulk of stuff done. Um, the day after Thanksgiving, just so that I could like, okay, let's not have to think about this anymore and just focus on the preparation and not the gift buying. But I, so I finished all that and Joe and I are wrapping gifts. Oh, are we supposed to wrap gifts today? <laughs> I think at some point today we're wrapping gifts or maybe we're going to do that next week. <laughs> but yeah, I'm just like, really, I love just the atmosphere that comes with Christmas like yes the prayers the smells the music mm-hmm. I love Christmas Eve mass with the trumpets and everything playing mm-hmm. I just love and like this year is different and I'm thinking normally Joe and I get to go to mass together and this year for Christmas we might not just because I think I want to go to my church for Christmas Eve mass just for some sense of normalcy in my life okay yeah, because yeah. my church has a really good choir and we have really, really good musicians. Nice. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Who so will be playing like trumpets and all that stuff. 
for the beginning of that Christmas Eve mass. And I'm like, I will, I need that joy. Yeah. When I think that's like, it looks different for everybody. You know, there are some people who are like, I'm not listening to Christmas music because it's not Christmas. Like, okay. I understand that. But, but if that's something that helps you with your anticipation, like as far as like, if, if you feel joyful, listening to a little bit of Christmas music. I love it. I love instrumental Christmas music, especially like it's so pretty. It's so calming. Yeah. If that's what helps you get ready to be able to celebrate Christmas when it comes, go for it. Do what you got to do. Get yourself ready. Not just the traditions, the physical traditions of Christmas and getting ready for that, but also like get your soul ready. Like what, you know, go to confession. Mm -hmm do something, you know, do something that helps prepare your soul. Something that I actually worked out really well, but also because I'm a procrastinator. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone was like praying the, the consecration to St. Joseph this year. And yeah. uh, it's not technically the year of St. Joseph anymore. I think the start of Advent is like the start of a new year liturgically, mm-hmm. but I started praying the consecration of St. Joseph through Advent and it will end. I'm ending my concert with the consecration on Holy Family Sunday. Wow. And so, yeah, but it's been really cool to pray and read about St. Joseph through Advent wow. because the most, the most we really know about St. Joseph is the preparation for Christ to be born. That's the right. most stories that you hear about that. The, those are the stories you hear about him um, in the Bible is the preparation for Christ's birth. And it's been really cool to meditate on St. Joseph through Advent. That has been really, really cool to do. So, so that's something that I've been doing spiritually. There is a song by, I think it's Casting Crowns. It also has Matt Marr in it. It's a, it's a Christmas slash Advent song, but I think it's called Make Room, Make Room in Your Heart. And you know, it talks about Christ being born into a world that was, you know, like cold and hollow. And he brings this hope though. He brings hope for, you know, to be the light of the world, but is there room in your heart? Is there room in your heart for God to write his story? I think it's one of the parts. So it's not just about like what you do to like the fun parts of Christmas. It's also spiritually making room in your heart for Jesus to be there. You know, I think a lot of times we get so busy with Christmas parties and <laughs> I have a friend who makes dozens and dozens and dozens of Christmas cookies every year, but like, it's fun. They're yummy, but it stresses her out by the, by the time she's done with making all <laughs> the cookies, she's like sick of them. And she like, it's not fun for her anymore but she wants to complete it. Like she wants to keep doing it because it's like a tradition. And I'm just like, but if you're sick of Christmas cookies and it doesn't bring you joy to make those Christmas cookies at the end, like, is that worth it? I don't know. But That's so funny. I don't know. I like Christmas parties. I like doing all those things, but. Yeah, because here's the thing. Christmas begins on Christmas day. Right. Eve. And it is 12 days beginning then. (laughs) Yep. Exactly. And there's things that, I mean, like, it's fun to get ready 
you're all Christmas out, but you know, now that I'm older, I can really see the benefits of just that. Yeah. The simplicity, the beautiful, the, the beautiful goodness of simplicity, just being home. Yeah. That's all I want. I don't care about Cue the cue the Mariah Carey song. I don't want Christmas. Oh my god! Joe and I were listening to that last night, and then he started to cry. Oh. <laughs> All I want for Christmas is you. <laughs> but it's true. It is a good time of preparing. It's a joyful preparation and. And you can tell us like the things that you, you know, listeners, you can tell us the things that you do yeah. to get ready for Christmas. Like, what are you doing to prepare your heart and soul for Christmas? How are you preparing the way for Jesus to come in? Not just for the Christmas season, but whenever he comes again, the second coming, how, what are you doing to get ready? <laughs> Jesus yeah. shows up tomorrow. What are you going to do? <laughs> yeah. Let us know. Give us ideas on how we can prepare, please. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and how else do you like to celebrate Christmas besides on the day? Mm-hmm. On the first day, after yeah. after Christmas begins. But yeah, that's I think true. that's like I had some ideas for grounds to cover. If you do you have yep. any other thoughts, I'm so ready for grounds to cover. I think that we really did make a good point of really emphasize the point of go to confession. Yes, that is the biggest way that you can prepare for Christ coming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just get your soul ready. Like how, what better way to get your soul, prepare your soul for Jesus is coming than yeah, go to confession, have a nice squeaky clean soul. <laughs> mm-hmm. And how, do you like to decorate? Do you like to like yeah. get some cleaning done? Like, do you like to actively like nest for the baby Jesus to come? Like, how do you like to prepare your home and like your spirit for like, get yourself in the Advent season and the Advent spirit and how do you prepare yourself mm-hmm. for Christmas? So those are just like things that I would think to reflect on and just kind of like look over the daily readings, the, the little Advent pamphlets and those prayers and Frank up Okamakom Emmanuel. That's what brings me joy. Yeah. I would say since Advent is all about a season of hope and having faith, faith and hope, I would say like go put hope in the life of someone that you know, or even a stranger, like do a random act of kindness, put a little bit of hope into the world if you can. Just a, just a random act of kindness. It goes such a long way. Just bring a little hope to someone who might need it. You don't know. Um, maybe volunteer. We did that one time as a, in college, I was in a Bible study. And so at some point during Advent, we went and volunteered at a soup kitchen. Just beautiful to be a witness. So just like be happy and joyful and smiling to people who are like, have a, they've had a hard life. And it was super rewarding. And just like a beautiful thing to like be there and I don't know, just like smile. So go volunteer. To go with that, practice gratitude. Yes. Yeah. Gratitude would be good. Like come up with like three to five things that you're grateful for. Yeah. That's a really good one. Gosh, go. We did this a couple of times too. Like go Christmas caroling. 
I feel like that's such a lost art now. We did that once. We did, there's a Catholic church back home and the neighborhood surrounding this Catholic church is full of Catholic families. And we got a group together at the church and we just walked around this neighborhood. We got to see their beautiful Christmas lights, but we also like Christmas carol. And it's really fun to see people's reactions, you know, like, oh, someone is actually Christmas caroling at our door. It's just like really fun. Like no one's going to be grumpy that you're singing in their yard, like one or two songs or whatever. It's just like, (laughs) you don't have to be a good singer. It's just like the joy of the spirit. Like, oh, someone has come to my door and is singing Christmas carols. It's just like, it's fun. It's It's so fun. fun. Mm -hmm. So I would also say, I mean, yeah. And going along with my consecration to St. Joseph, Maybe reflect a little bit, do some do some readings about when Joseph and Mary were preparing for the coming of Jesus. Read that in scripture, reflect on their lives and their witness and what they did to prepare for the coming of Jesus. Mm-hmm. It would be something really cool too. That would be really cool. Mm-hmm. These are great ideas. I'm gonna I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's exciting. And that's what it's supposed to be, because that's what it was. You know, when Jesus was born 2000 years ago, it was like it was a world that needed him so much. And there is anticipation and people who still had hope. And for the yeah, for the coming of the Messiah to be saved. It's a beautiful time. It it is. It's a hopeful hopeful time so whatever you're doing for advent i hope that you aren't too stressed about christmas i hope that things are good for you listeners and i hope that you can really take time this advent to prepare your hearts and souls and your homes for christmas because it is a beautiful thing to celebrate in christ's life to a world who really 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 needed him to come so yeah yeah um well I'm not sure we, you know, by the time this comes out, we might be taking another break for Christmas and holidays, but we hope that you're having a great time preparing yourselves for Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. We're praying for you. Yeah, definitely. And pray for us. Pray for, pray for my grandma's soul, please. Yeah. Pray for Maura. Pray for her family. Her first Christmas without her grandma there. The Christmas music brings us joy and Joe's best friend said something so funny that made that made that joy to my heart at mass. It was like, Joe, mushrooms are a fungus. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a, I'm a mushroom lover, so, <laughs> yeah, so I love them. <laughs> you can give me fungus anytime. No way, don't do that. <laughs> send, send us topic ideas, rate us, review us, guys. Have a merry Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> all right guys well yes thank you for listening uh let us know what you're doing to prepare yourselves for advent let's share a little bit be good to just share what we're doing to anticipate christ's birth and getting ready and um we hope you have blessed christmas season and we look forward to hanging out again real soon yeah take care have a great week we'll catch you later yeah bye guys